0: Welcome to Here's the Scoop, a podcast that takes a bite-sized look at the evolution of food and trends from a uniquely Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Pei Chen, and let me warn you right off the top, this episode could be highly controversial. We're going to talk about Hawaiian pizza. We've dug up some interesting stats that show exactly why Canadians are eating this stuff. We're going to talk to the lead researcher behind that and also a chef who champions the mix of sweet and salty but first let's find out the origin of the pizza it all started in chatham ontario at the satellite restaurant it's been open since 1962 it's here that Sam Panopopoulos claims to have invented the classic Canadian pizza pie.
1: And I think it was just like a flute. He just did it. And at first I don't think it went over, but then people got to like the pineapple.
0: That's Bonnie Larson. For the last 30 years, she's been managing the satellite restaurant. Now she's never worked with Sam. That's because the restaurant changed ownership in the mid seventies. But she knows the story quite well.
1: So he added the ham and then the the, uh, the pineapple, naming the pie the Hawaiian after the label on the can.
0: And although she says she's not a fan of pineapple on pizza, she sees the fans firsthand.
1: They're they're popular, but so is your uh, ones with the meats. Like yeah, but there is still, is still people still want them. Some people come in specifically to order Hawaiian pizza.
0: She adds that people even come from out of town to stop at the apparent birthplace of the Hawaiian pizza. But let's take a step back and talk about the popularity of pairing sweet and salty. Malika Amin is a Chicago-based chef and the author of Sweet Sugar, Sultry Spice. We're talking about the pairing of sweet and salty. Can you tell me a bit about the science of our palates and how it receives these flavors? Absolutely. It's, you know,
1: basically I think really boils down to biology and that is because salt and sugar are something that our bodies not only crave but actually need. Um, Salt is essential for nutrients. Um, and survival, because our bodies excrete sodium, and it's one of the reasons we crave it so often, because it provides us with essential minerals. Sugar is a little different. Sugar is actually a form of energy for us in calories. So, you know, craving sugar, wanting sugar, gives our body the biological response, you know, something that it needs, um, you know, to keep itself going, to keep itself moving. So both are essential in their own ways and in very different ways Um, and, you know, give very pleasurable responses um, to us, sending, you know, positive responses to our brains.
0: Now, as a pastry chef, um, I would assume that, well, you surround yourself with flour and butter and sugar, and we often think sweet. Uh, How do you use salt to make things better?
1: For me, salt is a, it's a seasoning. You know, salt helps to bring out the flavor in food. It enhances and sharpens flavors. So in pastry, um, I I use it, you know, in a similar way um, that I would cooking something savory. Except I scale it back because I'm not looking for a salty flavor, but I'm looking for the salt to enhance it. And um, when you're adding, you know, salt to um, sweet foods, you know, I think it actually minimizes the overbearing sweet flavor. I think it actually helps round out um, the flavor and really balances out, um, you know, something very sweet and helps us to taste things that, you know, maybe we wouldn't be so sharp on, you know, detecting without the salt.
0: I I think... About the trend of things like salted caramel or adding um, sea salt to chocolate, which maybe 10 years ago wasn't as common. Now, sea salted anything as part of a dessert seems very normal. But I do remember uh, when sea salt and caramel was kind of a thing that was uh, a bit different. It was like, oh, Wow. And then and there was this boon of like salted caramel in every dessert, essentially. Um, but yeah. It, it's, and, and it's still, right? Mm-hmm. It is still. <laughs> and then like adding a little bit of salt to something that is or could be a little bit too sweet. Like if you're having, um, I think of here we have like um, butter tarts. So, so it's almost like a pecan or like a pecan pie, which is so cloyingly mm. sweet. But having like a little bit of salt just takes that edge off. I never knew the science behind it, but I just knew that if something was too sweet, you know, a pinch of sea salt could could help tone it down a little bit. And so it's really interesting um, to see how such a small quantity of one ingredient um, can balance the other one, essentially. You know, it's interesting.
1: They yeah. say that, that you know, this whole trend of um, the sweet and salty, you know, they can't really trace back to where it really started from. But A lot of um, things that I've read and just in conversations and lectures that I've listened to is, um, you know, they trace it back to the salted caramel, Mm -hmm. that that just got so popular and, you know, it's like, it's something that starts with chefs doing it and then suddenly it's, you know, in a lot of the establishments that we're going to, like, you know, suddenly, you know, it's like Starbucks has the salted caramel latte and, you know, that's when you start to see, like, you know, where a lot of the food trends start to, start to get in a lot of commercial things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then they become more popular, more widespread, and people start to get more used to them. You know, where someone may be a little averse to that or think, oh, you know, I, I don't know, would I really like that? <laughs> but it's almost like it becomes something forced on you because it's something everywhere you're going you're repeatedly seeing that again and again and again,
0: and then it just um, becomes a bit of the norm. It's like, oh, I expect a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Salt.
1: Well, it ha- <laughs> and it has now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about like, I mean, I, I think it's become so common. I actually can't really pick out too many places that um, I don't see that.
0: I I agree with you. I think uh, when, and I don't know if it's salted caramel really uh, was what brought it into the mainstream, but it's what is in my mind is having very much uh, made it very common to see in in restaurants or fast food places. And people will often say, or I think it's, um, it reminds me of how people think you're either one team or the other. Are you a sweet or a salty person? And I tend to gravitate towards one side a little bit more. I'm more of a sweet person, uh, but now yeah. it's like, can I be a little bit of both? Can I can I actually want sweet yep. and salty? Yep. Uh, you know, I think so. For me,
1: it's um, it depends on my mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lot true. of time <laughs> I'm sweet, but I'll, yeah, it depends on the mood. Like you know. What I crave, but yeah, the
0: combination of both is just ooh la la. Well, I also think it's so good. What is is it? um, That Chicago popcorn mix, which the first time oh yes, you know, because as a Canadian, as someone who had before hadn't been to chicago and hadn't heard of it and someone um offered me this popcorn mix which was you know this beautiful caramel popcorn and then cheese popcorn side by side and right away my brain is confused my brain is like these two things do not naturally belong together but then you eat it and you can't believe you lived without it
1: good right (laughs) yeah
0: yeah but it's that sort of company
1: i'm i'm born and raised here and something like every time Every time I see it, like when I see it together, you know, my, you know, the message to my brain is like, oh, it's like that bright yellow orange with that that golden caramelized corn. But I know it's so good because I've had it.
0: If you ever said, I'm going to give you something super sweet and caramelly uh, next to this powdery, salty cheese flavor, you'd think, no, those those deserve to stay apart. But then when you combine them, it it truly is something revolutionary. Um, Because we're talking about pizza and the divisive nature of putting fruit on pizza, uh, because it does give that bit of sweetness to something that is a little bit salty, um, how do you feel about sweet and salty on a pizza that is typically a savory pizza?
1: So I have to say that for years, my response has been disgusting. Ew. <laughs> gross. Right. Why, You're not the only one. Why would anyone, why would anyone eat that? But um, I have evolved from that. <laughs> because I think a lot of that um, response was, well, was two things. First of all, I had never tried it. I was just so averse to the idea. Like, that's just wrong. I mean, who eats that? I mean, who eats that? I'm also a trained chef. So, you know, all my ideas about pizza come from very, very, you know, like understanding the rigid rules of what real pizza is, like, you know, real Italian pizza. So that was that was was one thing. And I and then I have to say, I actually tried some some pineapple on my pizza at a friend's house. Like I had I had run in to see a friend and it was we ended up sitting and it was late. And they had ordered pizza for their family. They're like, oh, have a slice. And I kind of looked at it and I'm like, oh, God, there's pineapple on the pizza. (laughs) And I ate it. It was so good. It was so good. And um, I think people who are very kind of anti the pizza, I think it's like this cultural, you know, elitism that we have that's developed very much with food as uh, knowledge and access. To information about food has become so easy in the last so many years with people blogging and people talking about it and critics and you know anyone and you know everybody puts their opinions out there and i think it it becomes very much about like well, like i'm on that team like Mm -hmm. that is not okay (laughs) or you know or you get a lot of people who are like oh my god i you know it's tied to a memory or a feeling or something that they remember Uh, you know the foods that we accept and we like or we reject I think has a lot to do with the way we eat when we're growing up
0: yes I Um, think we eat certain things that even as adults we might be slightly repulsed by but we eat it because there's a fun nostalgic memory so I think you know craft dinner with chopped up hot dog or something as an adult with a more refined palate you think that's that's not amazing but you you crave it (laughs)
1: Or, you know, even the other way around. So, like, I'll give an example of myself. I am um, of Pakistani heritage, born and raised in Chicago. But um, sweetness in our savory food is a big no-no. That's not something we ever have. Our sweets are reserved for dessert, and they are so plainly sweet that, you know, it's like, you know, I don't understand how, you know, the entire Pakistani race, their teeth have not, like, all fallen out. They Mm -hmm. are so sweet. Like, they are laden in sugar syrup. But we never um, add sugar to our food. Like, you would sometimes in some Chinese food, Mm -hmm. or you see that a lot in Thai food. Um, You know, so there are, and even sometimes, even in Italian food, right, like, there's a tiny bit of sweetness added to your tomato sauce. It can be. I mean, there's camps, like, you know, yes or no. Right. So, you know, it's really interesting. And I cook so many different types of things at home, all types of food. And my mom lives with me. And, you know, she has a really hard time. Like, she will detect, like, even if there's, like, a quarter of a teaspoon in, like, a half a gallon of, like, a braised meat sauce. She'll, she'll be like, know. oh, there's sugar. She's like, I don't, I don't like that. There's sugar in it. There's sugar in it. So, you know, it's also like what you're used to. So if you're somebody who grew up around pineapple on your pizza, it's not something so foreign to you. So I think that's that's one thing. But I think also for me, it's um so much about like the way it's prepared. So I want to tell you, like the one that I had was, first of all, it was fresh pineapple. It wasn't canned. oh, and um the the pineapple actually had been. A little dried out Mm -hmm. like I think what they had done is they had cut the pieces of pineapple and then they had maybe like dried it in a low oven you know like getting out a lot of the juice so there wasn't like this like juice laden on the pizza which I think is like is in your mind when you think of pineapple rings like when I think of that I just think ew (laughs) it's like you know it's and the the juice from that has that metallic and flavor yes which you know I'm like oh I don't want that on my pizza so, you know, so this this particular one had the pineapple dried out, and then the pineapple was cut in really tiny pieces and, like, spread out. So it was like you had a bite, and then you had, like, this, you know, it was, it was like, the salty cheese and then the tomato sauce, which I would not say is sweet, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say is very salty, kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, so we want a little bit of sweetness from our tomatoes, but we don't want it to be sweet, right? Mm-hmm and then you had and then that particular one that i had had some chilies and it had um little bits of salty chicken on it oh and then okay. there were these little little bites of the of the pineapple and it was it was so nice
0: i um, i feel like the we haven't mentioned the ham even which is quite uh, traditional for so I, think a Hawaiian the ham, pizza. I
1: think the ham is key first of all I think that the the um, Hawaiian pizza really works with any sort of meat but I, I think it really has to be salty but I think ham in particular is one that's really really salty and works well it works so well with pineapple I mean let's just think you know forever the American favorite pineapple glazed ham yes absolutely <laughs> <You know>? um <laughs> And because the ham is so, is, is, I would say almost a little, I mean, it's not over salted, but very high on, on like, you know, the salt scale Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, the little bites on little pops of, you know, saltiness, it works so well with pineapple. I mean, I think so. I know, I know there's people who really hate it still, but.
0: Well, it it um, is incredibly divisive.
1: (laughs) Yes. Very. You know, it's funny. I don't think there's a camp in the middle. It's like either, oh, my God, you haven't had that? What? Oh, my God, it's so good. Or it's like, oh, my God, no, that is wrong. Like, there's no way I'm eating that. That is just so wrong. You know,
0: yeah, that, and I, I think that's it's, always the response. <laughs> when you think of it as all of its, um, maybe the difference is thinking of it as all of its individual parts. So when you go, okay, uh, so, you know, sweet kind of juicy pineapple, salty, slightly smoky ham, cheese, bread, tomato sauce. You think those things don't naturally seem to go together, but I think the other camp thinks of it as together. You know, so you, you hit all of those flavors. Um, I'll admit it's not, it's not my favorite type of pizza, but I can see the appeal of it. Well, what would you say to the people who it's just fun absolutely fun. refuse to have it because they think it just sounds awful? you got to give it
1: another try and try and find, find it at a place that makes a better pizza, a quote, better pizza, like a place that is, you know, like using ingredients that are a little more curated and um, a place that is, you know... You know, a little more focused on on flavor combinations and has a little more of a chefy approach to the pizza instead of a place where you're just calling and being like, "Here are the toppings." Yep. Um, and you know, I gotta just be honest with you. I I don't know about the cans.
0: Oh, the can- Well, because that's I mean, kind that of the would
1: just that's ruin the go-to, it for me.
0: right? The, I mean, in in those sort of um to, yeah. In those, I guess, easy, quick, inexpensive pizza places, it's it's canned pineapple it's yeah. canned. it's canned uh mushrooms it's a lot of things in a can so that could affect I agree with you that could affect your uh experience of it so to yeah so I place, would
1: I, I mean if yeah if I'm trying to convince myself that is not what I would eat
0: like I would not you know you'd want um, like just you'd want ingredients that were just a little bit better yeah but no I think it's I think it's great I always love hearing people's opinions about things like fruit on pizza because some people just will absolutely refuse to try it and uh, but you know the the big the fans are like true fans well I really appreciate you taking the time this is a lot of fun thank you for thank you thank you for your thoughts on all of this um it makes (laughs) me feel like I should try I haven't had I have not had Hawaiian pizza oh god maybe in two decades so
1: (laughs) And well,
0: maybe it's time to revisit. Yeah, maybe maybe I should give it another shot. I'll 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 seek it out. Now let's get to that research that shows us exactly who these Hawaiian pizza lovers are. Mario Canseco is the president of Research Co. Last year, he studied Canadians and their preference for controversial foods. He said it all started when he saw debates online about whether or not steak should be eaten with ketchup and if gravy and cheese curds should be paired with fries. And you guessed it, if pineapple belonged on pizza.
2: We wanted to ask it in a very nonchalant way. We said, would you eat each of the following dishes? And we just included pizza with pineapple, that was it. And we saw 66% of Canadians who said that they would definitely or probably eat pizza with pineapple. The level of rejection was only 31%. So two to one margin when it comes to those who actually would enjoy having pizza with pineapple. So there it is. The people who are
0: for it are definitely in the majority.
2: You start to look into this and it's definitely a very vocal minority. There's 19 percent of Canadians who say they would definitely not eat it. So, you know, it's ultimately a situation in my mind that has a lot to do uh, with how you grew up. But there's also a little bit of a generational divide. I think that was one of the key aspects of the findings for me.
0: Specifically, he says the age bracket where it's most popular is with those over 55. Its popularity slightly dips as you look to the younger ages. And if you want to look at the numbers based on geography across Canada, Mario says it's most popular in Atlantic Canada and British Columbia.
2: So you go to the two coasts, that is where you find people who are very daring when it comes to food. We saw the same thing with other things that we asked about. You know, definitely a a larger appetite for things that are sort of out of the ordinary when, when it comes to the Maritimes and B.C. And in case you're curious,
0: the province with the lowest appetite for pineapple on pizza was Quebec. Well, after talking to all of these experts, I am willing to give Hawaiian pizza another try. Sweet and salty is a pretty nice pairing. Thank you for listening to Here's the Scoop. I'm Pei Chen. This podcast is produced and edited by Amanda Capito. The sound designer and composer is Olivia Pasquarelli. Its executive producers are Jessica Robinson and Kieran Rana with Creative Direction by Monica brella If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe to Here's the Scoop on your favorite podcast player and let us know what you think. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share with a friend who also loves all things food. The opinions shared in this podcast are of each individual subject and do not represent the views of Loblaw Companies Limited or its affiliates.